and then hit this song. Everybody throw up. Mike's working. Listen to that. Listen to that audio. Alright, turn that turn that off. That was the Z-Man Brian Zane. Uh <laughs> slinging uh slinging singing blurred lines uh, about wrestling with regret. I had to start off the show with um a song from him. And uh, if you do want to see more music videos from him, uh, check out his Patreon. At exclamation point PYO in the chat. That will get you... Let me make sure that works. Yep. Patreon.com slash Wrestling With Regret. This is a special Saturday night, 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, as me and Brian interrupt our daily lives of parenting to bring to you another episode... Well, I bring to you another episode of Putting You Over... Uh, and Brian just uh, allows me uh, <laughs> to hijack him for an hour. So, um, all right, let's see if we can get this down. So I'm going to click this button. I'm going to turn this little mixer thing up, and I believe we'll have Brian. Hello, hello. No, wait. Oh, time out. Hello, hello. 
No. Can you hear me? All right, you're good. You can. Talk. All right, are, you can, are we live, pal? We we are live, buddy. All right, cool. I, it's I didn't know. I'm trying. I'm watching your stream, so yeah, there's, yeah, there's, yeah. There's the, there's it's the disconnect. But um, <laughs> I'm watching the stream. I see my reaction. Uh, I'm glad to be here. Thanks for for having me. And you know, it's 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 funny when you you know go back to uh, you know you hear old you you hear old stuff you did and you watch old stuff you did. And you think, man, that was so cool. You have the best ideas. <laughs> I'm gonna do this blurred lines parody. It's gonna be so awesome. <laughs> And oh man, it's like that was that that was a little hard to listen to. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> I uh, I really wanted to, um, and I, I asked in the chat to let me know on Brian's level. I really wanted to show the actual video because that makes it even better. But I was the like, video's good. I think we can hear just the song by itself though. It's like because <laughs> yeah. there's a lot of there's a lot of sight gags in the video that I'm actually I do like. But then there's the song itself, which you know compared to all my other parodies, uh, you know could the, that one could have been better. <laughs> Well, the reason I picked that one uh, was because it was two minutes and 52 seconds. And, like, I wanted to play uh, the Heels Lament. Um, Lament. Yeah, that's how you say Lament, it. L- L- Lament, Lament is actually the word. Well, oh, thank you. Uh, that's the one I wanted to play because everybody that's loves like, That's it. like six minutes long. It's, no, I would. Um, but see, see, you got me off on a tangent now. Um, what is it that you will not actually do? You, you'll do anything – for heat, but but what's the thing you won't do for heat? Uh, well, I... you know, <coughs> excuse me. I always kind of interpreted the original lyric as you know the part just before they go to the chorus when they say you know you know uh, the meatloaf lyric is and I'll never forgive myself if we don't go all the way tonight, which sounds gross now that I think about it, but it's uh, <laughs> you know it's a whole thing where it's kind of double negative where it's like I'll you know I won't not do this thing. Right. for love and so to say you know i'll never forgive myself if i don't make kids cry tonight <laughs> and, like i won't yeah it, it's really weird wordplay and it does it's not perfect but that's kind of what the whole that's what the, the that's what the that's what the that is in my in my uh interpretation of it so that's kind of you know actually that's I, that's one of my favorite songs i did was heels lament just because it was so long and epic it was i want to do more I want to do more songs. I haven't done songs in a while. Um, I haven't done one since you know the No Mercy video, uh, but I, I, have a, I have a few more that I'm thinking about and kicking around. But like I need to like get them recorded. And in the case of these videos, I have envisioned I have to like, hire people like extras and stuff. And that just gets kind of uh, that that makes me want to black out just thinking about it because it's just a, a level of logistics I don't really want to think about. <laughs> yeah. Um, the production level on them is second to none, and uh, my daughters personally like the "Do you want to watch uh, some wrestling?" Yeah, well, kids like it because it's you know the parody of one of their favorite movie musicals yeah. of all time. So yeah, my um, she's like, "That's that's not the song, Daddy," and I'm like, "I know, it's a parody." Yeah, somebody well, else told me that the, their kids said that too. I forget who it was now, but yeah, that's that's like the first reaction. You think it's it's frozen, but it's not frozen. It's not. No, it's not. Um, so I was saying to you, I was saying this to you before we came on the air, and I I, I thank you for being here. Uh, if you don't know Brian Zane, uh, exclamation point PYO in the chat, get you all his links and whatnot. He runs a a YouTube channel called wrestling with Re- yeah there it is see good marketing right there see he can yeah. he can mark wait where's my my hand this yeah, way I, I see a shirt in the background there's a couple 
My favorite is Dick Kick City. I love the saying Dick Kick City. I don't yeah. I don't know why and I don't know why the command no, the command did work. But um so he runs wrestling with regret. And how I stumbled upon uh Brian and his channel is um with my job I work with uh children with autism and sometimes they have issues where I have to physically pick them up and move them and whatnot and and this or that and I hurt my back doing it and I was out of work for like a couple weeks and I literally could not move at all. I laid in my bed and uh, I was like, you know what? I, I scroll through YouTube. I go, I've seen wrestling with the guy. I've seen it up there. If you type wrestling in YouTube, you're usually the first one that pops up. It's one of the first things up. Yeah. It's and, crazy. and I, I never watched it. I'm late to the game in YouTube. Basically, there's a lot of great content on there and I'm late to the game. And I go, you know what? I'm going to I'm going to click it and I clicked on the I just clicked on one randomly. It was um and I think it was uh the the kids pro wrestling NWF NWF, NWF. Yeah. and I was like, "What in the <laughs> I was sold <laughs> from the beginning and then I binge watched all that I could while I was uh not working. But um and and you started off you wanted to be a wrestler. I mean, we can delve into that if you want, but I'm going to stick off that. Um, but uh, too long, didn't read it. Uh, synopsis of Brian Zane. He, he and correct me if I'm wrong, Brian. Um, he went into wrestling for a year, maybe 20 matches or so. Uh, found out, <laughs> sorry, he couldn't cut it and went into, yeah. mani- went into managing. And, 20, uh, 20, I, think I think 20 is a generous number. I didn't rest that much that one year. It might have been 20. I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, um, go on. And, but it, and then he, and then he, he, well, you can still book him as a manager, which I think suits him perfectly because he does have a gift for gab. Um, and, but then, so he started this channel and, um, so wh- yeah, you, pretty, wh- you pretty much nailed it. <laughs> I pretty much nailed it. It is. It is uh, a. Uh, go ahead. Yeah, well, I mean, it's it's you know it's it's uh, that was kind of the story of me as a wrestler. I trained for a couple years in Portland, Oregon, and then started having matches. But I don't think I was ever really ready. Um, looking back, the one one of the biggest criticisms criticisms I'd have for myself is that I could bump really well, but something I didn't really know how to do well was sell, and. Um, hmm. So I would bump and I would just like fall and be dead. And that was pretty much it. And it was like that was the level. I would wait for the guy to pick me up and do the next move. And like it wasn't until like really near the end of my time wrestling that I finally picked up on that. And so um, – but it was just a thing where I was just jobbing all the time. And that, that wasn't the reason I stopped. But it was just like I knew I couldn't – I felt like I couldn't get beyond a certain point physically because – I just didn't have the coordination to really wrestle. I wasn't very good, so um, <laughs> then I didn't look. And I, I have my old matches. Are, most of them are on YouTube, so you can look them up and from like oh, 2006, and you can get an idea. Um, but the um, yeah, by, by a year later, I became a manager, and my my daughter and, and dog have bombarded. I'm waiting for my kids to come in too. <laughs> Where are your pants? <laughs> <laughs> I'm having a PVC interview moment. 
Yeah. It, it's it's the BBC interview moment. It's uh Oh it's fine. It's and fine. And now the dog is freaking now the dog's trapped in here. Her bed is hang on, let me finish this oh, story as it's, anecdote just it's a second. Fine. <laughs> he has Zumba's on. on. Did anyone catch that? <laughs> he has Zumba's on. <laughs> We're live. We're live, pal. Um, He's got Zumba's on. <laughs> so uh, you know, it's fun being a parent, uh, isn't it? Um, it's great. I'm waiting yeah, for so, my kid to watch it. But yeah, in. about a year into my, my time there, I, I mean, a wrestler, uh, the booker I was working for at the time in Oregon was like, well, you know, you can't really work, but you can talk. You know, we, mm-hmm. we've seen some of your promos on, on, on uh, YouTube. So, you know, do you want to be a manager? And I thought on it for a day or two, and I thought, you know, it probably would be best for me to do that. And so, yeah, I've been doing, I made the transition to manager in like 2007. And I've been doing that ever since. Uh, first in Oregon, and now more recently, in the last like seven years, I've been working primarily in Reno and in the Northern California Bay Area, um, and that is, um, you know, that's pretty much what. I've, and I, I, you know, I think I'm pretty good at. It. I still, every once in a while, ten years into it, I know I have some things I need to work on. It's, it's not. Uh, it, you're always trying to learn. You're always trying to improve. Um, but yeah, that's kind of that's that's my wrestling career as, as you know, as sporadic as it is. And every once every once in a while, every once in a blue moon, I will still you know get in the ring and, and do stuff. But it's very limited. I actually just had a match a few yeah. weeks ago at the Cow, Pal- the Cow Palace, which was a huge moment for me. And yeah. I was like, I don't you know, I don't deserve this. I don't deserve to <laughs> be part of this show. If if you just look at my my credentials, but um, you know, it was great to be a part of that. And um, yeah, that's kind of like how I'm doing it. But I think I think I'll, I'll stick with my day job, which is wrestling with regret. <laughs> which uh, which is a full time job for you. Am I speaking yeah. out of line? It is a full time job for you. Now, how? Yeah, as of last, as of last August, it became my full time job. Yeah, that's nice. Good. Um, yes, the Cow Palace. He's got to he's got to take the bumps there, Irash. You got to mm-hmm. you took a bump at Cow Palace. I assume I right? took like three. You yeah, three. It was, yeah, that's about as many as I can take in a year. It's... <laughs> that's it. <laughs> that's it. Yeah. Next year you'll do three more at the IZOD. But um Yeah. <laughs> so so you 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 realize you're not gonna make it um you're not gonna be main eventing in your house. You decide you want to do live live stream. You you come on the YouTube. You're you're watching the YouTubes and um yeah. what 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 uh, motivated you to put out the content that you do put out and you can talk about what you do put out. Yeah, well, I mean, for those of you who are watching who don't know, Wrestling with Regret is a series in which I do, you know, reviews of of funny and tacky and bad things um, in wrestling history. You know, silly gimmicks and angles and characters. And I also do, like, you know, wrestling-related movies and TV shows and video games. And, you know, it's really covered, start to cover a very broad spectrum of things over the years um it's basically the nostalgia critic of rest uh, yeah. of wrestling that's the way i describe it yeah. and i take no shame in that because i pretty much blatantly copped his style <laughs> yeah. uh, at least for the main reviews um and that was kind of my influence my inspiration because i'm a big fan of guys like doug walker and angry video game nerd and phalus and todd in the shadows and um like a big fan of that, that whole genre of like guy doing scripted reviews, comical reviews on uh, on certain topics. But I was looking around at the time. It was about t- 2012. I was looking around like there's no one really doing anything for wrestling, you know? And I think there's a lot to you can talk about with wrestling. 
um, in a video format. Like another one of my big influences is WrestleCrap, which has right. been doing it kind of like a blog format for a long, long time. And there's others that are out there that do it, but I think to me, WrestleCrap is one of like the originators, or at least like the best known, in my opinion. Like I, I picked up on those guys in college, and uh, you know, um, that was a huge influence to me as well. So. It's uh, it's all you know. So it's like the nostalgia critic of wrestling, but it's also kind of the video version of wrestle crap is the best way to describe it. But yeah, it's, uh, it was just a whole thing where yes, thank you for putting the link up there, K Dog. Um, <laughs> it was yeah, just the thing where I saw the landscape right. of nerdy reviewers, and to put it in one way, and there's no one really doing wrestling, and so well, you know, I've got a TV production background and video production background. I went to school for, and I consider myself pretty pretty good creative writing, yeah. and I have the background in wrestling to like, you know, have a unique perspective on things, and that's kind of how it all came about. But I kicked the idea around for a year before I finally like pulled the trigger on it. So in 2013, about uh, it's all it's going to be coming up in four years in a wow. couple of weeks. Right, I had my first episode of Wrestling with Regret, which is my Muhammad Hassan <laughs> review, and. You know, then four years went by and actually two years went by before I finally hit a thousand subscribers. And then I really shot up from there due to a perfect storm of situations. And uh, now here we are now. I'm almost 180,000 subscribers and two million views a month. And it's it's pretty cool to to now kind of be in this conversation of like one of the the more popular YouTube channels. Whether or not I'm one of the good YouTube channels is up for debate, but I am definitely <laughs> one of the more popular ones. I, the, 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 stat, the numbers don't lie, and they spell disaster for you at sacrifice. I think uh, it was Eric Bischoff said, controversy creates cash. So whether they like you or they hate you, it doesn't, it doesn't matter as long right. as they're there for you. Uh, WrestleCrap Wrestle mentioned him once. That's how uh, this one viewer said he found you. Um, how do you balance, as we saw earlier tonight, um, your, your family is, is getting bigger. How do you balance what you do with your family? Well, you know, it's it's always been an interesting balance. Because when I first started this uh, channel, I don't know if you can hear her screaming in the, in the background. We, we paid yeah. her to do that. Right. Heel toddler. Yeah, back when I, back when I did stream occasionally. Back when I streamed occasionally on Twitch, you would hear Heel Toddler occasionally uh, in my streams. Uh, um, someone grab that she... handle, Erosh. E- Heel Toddler. We need that. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> I, I owe my wife for this one. But no, when I first started this channel, I didn't have kids. And then, you know, okay. and I had a full-time job. And so this was a hobby. And then when I started, and then when we had the first child, that was always difficult to balance. Yep. It got to the point where it's like I would, you know, I was always like shooting and recording things. Uh, at night and like, editing in the morning, I'd get up and you know before the morning before the, the sun went up to, to do more editing and stuff. And um, then it, when we found out we were having a second child, we got to the point where okay, I need to make a decision here because there's no way I can do a day job, right. have this show, um, and be a an attend an attentive husband and father to two children <laughs> so right. something had to change and luckily around that time is when my channel really blew up and i was you know making enough money that i could leave my day job and and do this so um and that's why i made the choice yeah last summer to to finally to ditch that to that taco stand so to speak and <laughs> Um, yeah, and it's, it's easy. It's, it's, it's easier now to do the job, but now I, I do treat like a nine to five, you know? Um, I, you know, I, the, 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 
my wife goes to work and my kids go to, to daycare and I come here to this office and I work basically all day yeah. from pretty much eight to five and then they come back home and you know, then it's, I try and, you know, close the office for the evening. Uh, you know, there are some times when, you know, I think the requirements of my job reviewing raw and SmackDown. So I have some late nights on Mondays and Tuesdays and occasionally on Sundays. Um, so there's just times when I am working a little late and the hours are a little irregular. And every once in a while, I'll try and like take every chance I get to like, oh, we'll edit here, a little right here you know, in the evening. You know, I always try to do a little bit. Uh, it's kind of, it's kind of a, an addiction in a way. Uh, yeah, um, I was going to say, like, it, it, go ahead. It, it, that, that, that's kind of how I've been able to balance it. It's just, it's just it's treating it like a regular day job because it is. It just happens to be from my, my office, my home. So that's how I've been able to balance it. But I, being able to make it my day job really helps because I can't even think of a way I would have been able to balance all this and a nine to five like somewhere else in a, in a different office. You probably wouldn't be able to, or at least you wouldn't be able to put in the effort. I, would, in... I wouldn't be able to do as much. That's, yeah, that's for sure. So, like one video a month. <laughs> <laughs> so now I'm doing like three or four weeks. So it's. Pretty cool. In yeah, the production, because I mean the production value in your videos, because it's not it's not a live stream. You 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 write. You, I'm speaking for you, but I believe that you you know you write out a script at least or what the bullet points you want to hit, and and you you record it. I mean, how much time does it take to make one of your typical wrestling with regret videos? It really depends. Like the long forms that I right. do, uh, it takes me a couple of days just to to write it mm-hmm. um you know make sure it's all clean and everything sometimes i'm lucky and it takes just one day but then i shoot it and sometimes it might occur on the same day i write the script but that's pretty rare so if it takes two days to write the script then like on the second day i'll shoot it then it takes another like two days to edit it so it takes me a little less than a week to you know just get the whole episode done and cleaned up and then you know, then what will happen is I'll schedule I'll finish it up, I'll schedule it, and then I'll go back and watch it on YouTube, and mm. I'll see a bunch of stuff. I have to go, oh, shit, I have to go back and fix that. And, you know, I, I, I could have made this thing better, and so that joke didn't work. I had to cut it. So, uh, you know, it's it's always a process um, in, in, in the days leading up to the eventual release. And sometimes there's some quality control that, gets, you know, that, uh, that slips by me unnoticed. Like, for example, I just had a new video come out today of my review of Super Brawl 2000, and... You know, I said I gave it a C grade. Right. In hindsight, I should have given it a lower. Uh, but I, the graphic I had came up was an A grade because I used the same graphic from my my backlash review, which I gave it an A grade. I think one of the people only few only one of the only people on earth who gave it an A. The grade. recent backlash. Yes, the recent backlash with uh, the Maharaja Jinder Mahal Maharaja. winning. Um, so yeah, but I copied and pasted that graphic because it was the same format, right. and I forgot to change it, and whoop, so now that that's that was a great first endeavor with the, the classic pay-per-view reviews have a big botch on the graphic but um yeah but i think in other videos don't take as long but it's just like it's just a lot of still a lot of work because when i'm doing who wore it better you know i have notes in front of me but i'm still kind of freestyling what i'm saying there's not a lot of scripted dialogue as opposed to my long forms and so there's times when i'm tripping over my words and i have to like you know be care you know find out what i'm trying to say and that you know i it takes me about it takes me about 45 minutes to an hour to shoot any video I do, whether it's a long form or a who wore it better or a pay-per-view review, just because yeah. there's a lot of content to fit in there. That's, I mean, that's, that's why I just do things live because I, I don't even have, I can't even imagine. I, I'm just late to the game on YouTube. Anyways, <laughs> it's neither here nor there. Um, so 
as I noticed with a lot of your videos, you do have, and I can hear my family just getting home now, um, footage, uh, WWE footage, uh, you know, wrestling footage. Have you had any dealings with the higher-ups at WWE about using footage of them? No, I mean, I've had the occasional, you know, ding for copyright, oh, your video's blocked, um, sort of thing happening, but that's just comes to the territory it's a, when you it's the risk you run when you do something like what i do and you know like i said the people who i have inspired me guys like phalus and doug walker and you know people like that who use copyrighted materials b-roll um over time i believe i've gotten smarter with how it all works and how you can kind of in a sense beat the algorithm right use um, it but not use it Right. Well, it's, it's just basically about, you know, you can't use an uninterrupted 30-second clip of a match, you know? Right. You can take tiny chunks of that 30 seconds and, like, intersperse, like, some graphics and still frames and change the order up, and, you know, that's a different way of doing it. Um, I mean, if you look at my my newer videos compared to – my more recent ones compared to, like, some of my first few – um, there's a lot more use of graphics yeah. and, and screen grabs and stuff than there ever were because it's like over time I just learned like oh here's what works here's what doesn't um, so yeah I mean there's been times I've gotten you know it's it, I I think one time I got a copyright stri- I got a strike on my channel so like I had a time cap you know on, on 15 minutes that really only affected one video I ever did uh, it was my my worst WrestleMania's countdown um, but you know it just it comes to the territory and um, you know, fair use. Fair use. <laughs> it, it, it almost never works as a defense in my in my experience, <laughs> but you know that's that's my story, and I'm sticking to it. It, it what you said just made me think of a little little sidebar, a little uh, non sequitur. Sequitur. Uh, when the WWE has pay per views on Sunday night, and then okay, so let's say Raw has a pay per view Sunday night, and then Raw comes on Monday, and they show highlights from the pay per view the night before. They never use live footage. They always use like a still image. They still do it till this day. Have you ever noticed that? Yeah, I think that's just. I don't. I, I would. I would imagine that's just. Uh, well, I mean, and that's not. They're they're inconsistent because I do remember. You know, I've seen you know you know live moving pictures, Sonny, uh, talking <laughs> to, you know to show highlights of a paper the previous night. But yeah, I mean, I mean, it's yeah. They definitely do stick with still images. I think a lot of that has to do with the fact that it's like. You know, you don't want to give too much away. Right. Like you don't want to show too much of what fans might have missed, so it will entice them to go watch the pay per view proper. And so yeah, that's just my take on it. I have a hard time believing that they're going to file a copyright claim on themselves if they show <laughs> full clips of a pay per view the next night on Raw. <laughs> right. <laughs> I just uh, I just don't know why they wouldn't just like I don't know. I guess that's just my thing. E-Rush mm-hmm. likes how they still use stills. Huh? I suppose so. So you got your channel. It, it's growing. And um, and we're going to touch on a, another subject soon. But uh, where where does the future hold for wrestling with regret? Like where – like what's coming up? You got, you've done collabs. You talked about music videos. You know, is there any – where are things going? You know that's that's an interesting question because I don't even know because yeah. I think if you look at my channel from year one to year four, it's drastically different, yeah. and I could not have predicted any of those changes. 
to happen. If you would have told me in year one I would have started doing a series where I cooked Cook. stuff out of the WWF cookbook, I don't, think, I don't think I ever would have believed you. You know, um, there was a point where I said I'm never going to review Raw. I'm never going to do it. You know, and I'm, I, do it every, I do it every week. You know, it's just like, um, and. I initially didn't do pay-per-view reviews at all, but then like halfway through my you know, second year, I started doing it. It's just like these little things. And now I'm doing, you know, Patreon and yeah. I have these, I have old Q and a MP3 old podcast sort of thing I have on Patreon. So I'm kind of, I mean, I'm not, I'm never in a host full podcast. That's never happening. Um, but I, you know, that's this Q and a Patreon exclusive thing I'm doing with audio. That's the closest it's going to, going to be, uh, to a podcast for me, but you know, I'm always doing you know classic pay per view reviews, and you know, it's just all these little things that kind of build on each, on itself over time, and there are things I never really think about doing. I never have like a dedicated five year plan. Like, okay, here's what the yeah. channel's going to be like. Um, you know, it's it's really up in the air. I'm still going to try and keep doing the, the long forms as long as I can. Uh, there's always the great thing about wrestling is it. It goes on forever, and <laughs> yeah. there's always bad stuff to talk about. I was going to say, do you feel like you'll ever run out of content doing the long-form stuff, the nostalgic stuff? Um, you know, might come to that one day. I mean, the reason I took breaks before – before you know, now I can't take breaks because yeah. that's how I make my money. Yep. But um, before when my channel wasn't very big, I would take occasional multi-month breaks because I get, you know, got – recharge my batteries i gotta like find new content new topics and stuff so but it's like i i get so much input from fans uh and i just every once in a while will find inspiration in things that you know the topics kind of write themselves i think maybe at one maybe one day i will have covered all the bad angles i doubt it because there's still like <laughs> bad <laughs> angles for all the the for all of the coverage i give to wwe there's like a world of stuff out there in WCW and TNA that I haven't even touched yet, you know, and stuff in the eighties, you know, I could, I could look, I could look back and I could profile territories, you know, Oh it's, my gosh. It, there's a really a lot of, there's really kind of limitless as to, you know, I think what the channel is capable of, but it's, you know, going to be, uh, you know, the, I, <laughs> It's going to be – if I do run out of content or ideas, it's going to be a scary time. But fortunately, I've got a good support system with my fans to keep me motivated, to keep, keep pumping out stuff. I, I agree with you. I think, it, I think it is limitless with the territories. With all, I mean you're, you've done most WWE. I mean you can mm-hmm. – and, and that's just because it's what I know best. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. I started watching in 98 and I would go back and forth between WCW and WWF on Monday nights. Yeah, yeah. And over time, I just became a, a WWF fan, and so that you know, uh, I'm aware of what WCW's done, but a lot of it's like, well, I don't. It's it's hard because most of what I talk about on my show are things that I have actually watched or witnessed. Like I'll watch the movie before I review it, obviously, and you know, odds are, you know, if I'm talking about something that happened like from like WWF times because I watched it, and I know what I'm talking about. It's hard for me to, you know, think about jokes for crappy angles on impact for WCW if I didn't watch them, yeah. you know, cause like, I think personal experience really helps make jokes better. So oh, I agree. I agree with that. But, um, all right, we'll, we'll touch one more serious topic and then I'll hit some other different bullet points. Um, so <coughs> YouTube, uh, says that wrestling content is offensive. Correct. 
Well, I think you're you're paraphrasing. It's, uh, <laughs> you know, the whole not advertiser friendly thing is so murky because it's just a thing where YouTube isn't telling anyone anything. Right. It's it's just kind of all secondhand information. And I don't know if it's an issue of it not being advertiser friendly because even though I have taken a bit of a hit, in my I was going to say, did you take earnings, a hit? Yeah. I, oh, yes, I did. Yeah. It's not. I don't think it's the same level as what WCPW posted, yeah. where they're you know video with a million views at forty dollars. Like, yeah, you know, ridiculous. I'm still hurting, but not but not that badly. It's not like a ninety five percent cut. It's um, it hurts, but. I'm still making. I'm still getting pre-roll ads right. on my videos. I don't know what the difference is, and I don't know. My CPM feels consistent from what it was before Mania Weekend when this whole thing happened. It's. So I don't know if it's not advertiser friendly because ads still run on it, but it's just not. It's not producing the same amount of money as it was before, and I don't know why. My whole <laughs> philosophy on it is just to weather the storm. And hopefully things will get back to maybe not the way it was before when the streets were paved with gold, but it'll, you know, maybe be something, something like it. That would be my ultimate, you know, wish basically is just to have things kind of get back to the way it was something close to it, something similar to it. Um, I think that it's good that YouTube is, you know, trying to limit the amount of like hate speech and stuff like that. And like, I get why advertisers don't want to have their videos put on, uh, you know, like videos that advocate terrorism or mm-hmm. how to make bombs. It's just an issue of like, you know, you gotta you gotta look out for the brand, and also, it's not like television where you can pick and choose specifically what shows you want your your advertise your advertisements to run in. You, with YouTube, it's far more more of a wide net. So, um, and so it's. It's tricky. It's a tricky topic because then you've got the whole free speech thing, and that's right. um, it's really um, it's a really difficult subject. I think, yeah, like there's violent wrestling out there, there's offensive wrestling out there, but I mean, I think there's channels like mine and what culture that don't hardly even show much actual wrestling, or there's right. it's, it's commentary on it, um, or Stephen Larson, what have you, and just they're suffering because, or JD from New York or Joe Cronin, I could go on. Who just talk about wrestling and you know they're they're being punished for something that they have no control over. I'd love to see how much WWE is being affected by it. That's what you I know, was I, wondering. I know they have a partnership with YouTube and everything, so I don't know if they're just immune to it all or what. Um, but who knows? I, and I, again, it's it just sucks. It's it's. I think what this is teaching a lot of people, including myself, is the need to diversify your revenue streams and not be a hundred percent. Uh, dependent on ad revenue. That's why I've started my Patreon yeah. account. Though admittedly, I was kicking around the idea of a Patreon months before you know this whole controversy happened. Um, so, by the way, patreoncom slash regret. I got it for you. <laughs> and so there it is. And so um, there's that. And also, I'm looking into sponsorships. I just recently signed a sponsorship with a long form, a long term sponsorship with SeatGeek. Uh, who I've worked with in the past, and that's hopefully going to be pretty helpful for me. But yeah, it's just an issue of just trying to find new ways to try and fill the void that's been left by some of the uh, the impact I've been feeling from the ad ad revenue crunch, so to speak. Yeah, that was going to be my ne- my next question was like, it, does that affect you? I I I would assume that it hurts someone like uh, what culture pro wrestling more. 
with with their live wrestling as opposed to someone uh, that puts on a channel like yourself. And I, I you know, I think you covered. Well, that, I mean, and know? their and their whole flaw. I mean, and you can question the. Um, you can question the logic behind it if you want, but you know the whole crux of WCPW's funding is based on ad revenue, and yep. that's and that was their downfall. Um, you know the whole thing where, you know, and there WCW, WCPW is making money besides ad revenue. I think that's part of the biggest chunk because when you factor in ticket sales and yep. pay per view buys. Then you get a little, nice little pie chart, but I mean, like they said, ad revenue is is a big part of uh, the deal for them, and you know they're bringing in big names, and big names cost big money. So yeah, that's true. You got to think of that. Big mm-hmm. names cost big money. It's true. Um, yeah, it's uh, it, it's it's rough. Like you know, yeah, when your whole business model is dependent on ad revenue, like mine was up until recently, then you've got. Uh, you got you're gonna have a bad time. Yeah, <laughs> so, and the the Patreon's going well for you. It's, you know, it's doing well. It's yeah. been around for about a month, and um, I have over 160 backers right now. Uh, it's been great, and uh, I'm trying to always. It's like ever since I started the Patreon, I've been trying to come up with new ways to, you know, provide new back. things mm-hmm. to add. Like, you know, originally I wasn't planning on giving you, you know. Including signed WWF bubblegum bubblegum <laughs> cards in my uh, ten dollar package. I was gonna but, say that's a ten dollar tier. No, actually, no, it's twenty dollars now. I think oh. it's twenty dollars. Uh, you get the, you get the access to the Q and A's and you get bubblegum cards. Um, but I just on a whim decided to do it because I have them. I don't. I'm not, I'm not gonna mess with them. You're not gonna so, save them. <laughs> yeah, and like, I, you know, I, I'm starting to do you know non big four pay-per-view prediction videos exclusively for all Patreon backers, not just of a certain denomination. Mm-hmm. It's just, you know, I want to give back as much as I can to these, to these fans, these Patreon, these patrons, because they're giving me their money and that they don't have to do it, but they do, but they uh, do. out of love and support for the channel. So I want to make it worth their while. Uh, so that's why I do it. Um, and it's been great. I've been trying to, um, you know, I've been trying to make, you know, trying to make it a worthy thing. Without trying to put myself through too much more work, yeah, you know, you, know, you don't want to. Uh, you already have enough time. You know, it's scarce. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. d- there's there's a lot of these uh, third party like uh, sub type of things. Like like you have Patreon. I use Game Wisp for like my stream and stuff. Um, it's it's the same deal. Did you look into anything else, or did you just go? You knew about Patreon and. When I was dabbling in Twitch uh, last year, I was I was thinking about Game Wisp, but again, the reason I I kind of fell off the Twitch wagon was because I could never yeah. be consistent enough, and that's not fair yeah, to, we were... to try and do that. But you know, like I said, I did think about Patreon for a while before I finally pulled the trigger on it, and the timing was just an issue. Well, it's kind of pressuring me into to do it now. Um, so yeah, it's uh, that's uh, now that there is this new circumstance for us content creators. I think there is a need to try and find other uh, other Avenues. places of revenue. Yeah, yeah. So. Uh, I was just curious because when I was thinking about joining Game Wisp for the content that I put out, which I do in several different ways, uh, I I I looked into Patreon and then I was like, well, I don't know if that's my style, and and I was just interested. 
in, yeah, it, 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 it took me a long time to, to curate and craft what I wanted to do with the Patreon. It's hard. Like, those tears are hard. And you're like... Right. It, it was an issue of just, like, how much... Like, what can I... What can I... Um, what can I offer people? Is the price fair? Right. Uh, is it going to put me throughout more work? Because there was a period of time I was thinking where it's like, okay, for this amount of money, you can, you know, you can pick a topic, a long-form <laughs> topic for me to do. And I thought, I'd like, no. And then you got to do, do it. <laughs> and I got to do it. And, like, maybe I don't want to. I don't know. So it, it became it, – that I started kind of forming it. And, like, okay, instead I'm going to do, you know, classic pay-per-view topics. Right. That takes – you know, doesn't take a whole lot more extra effort. I just got to watch the pay-per-view and review it right. the same way I do other pay-per-views. Um, Somebody and, submits, uh, do a video on uh, referees. Nick Patrick, Danny Davis, the fake Ric Flair. <laughs> and then you're like, no, I don't want to do that. Yeah, or something like that, where it's like the worst wrestler deaths. I'm like, eh, oh I don't, God, because you know it's it's it just opens up a can of worms, and it would get to the point where I have to negotiate with people, and then like I have to be under a time frame to yeah. to do a long form, and I don't want to be under that kind of time frame. I think if I do these, you know, pay per view reviews and Q and As, I think it's just more, uh, it's it's it helps keep me flexible. And, and, and there was a time of period where I was thinking like, okay, like, yeah, I was thinking of tears. I got to like tears of like a hundred dollars. I'm like, yeah, I thought about no one's gonna pay a hundred dollars. But you have stuff. to think, okay. But if somebody did, what would I give them? Yeah. <laughs> right, and so it, you know, it got kind of out of hand. But then I kind of like looked at other Patreon accounts of people I like, like Stephen Larson. Yeah. I've pretty much took their entire model and kind of altered it. I tweaked a few things and like the ad to podcast and how to wrestling. That's kind of like, those are some of my biggest influences for Patreon and like how to model my Patreon after. And so I decided, okay, $40. That's like the t-shirt tier yep. where you get the, the limited edition stunt granny shirt, you know, yeah. Can't get nowhere, that anywhere else. else. That's right. You know? and I had to look it up first. Like, Oh, I hope no one's made a stunt granny t-shirt. No, nobody has. So, <laughs> no, it's uh, you know, here's now yay me. Yeah, I know. Right. Um, so yeah, Patreon, it was just kind of a hard thing for me to kind of figure out, but like now that I have, it, I think it's a really good system. I think I've got a good, good, uh, tiers in place. And I think the pricing is fair. Um, you know, as fair as, you know, as, as soliciting or asking for people to give me money can be. <laughs> so yeah. there you go. Um, well, you could probably can see the question in the chat. Have you gotten anyone saying do a Chris Benoit video? Yeah, I've had some people, I mean, well, I did a video a long time ago yeah. about like, how to find that balance between Benoit, the wrestler, and Benoit, the person who did what he did. Yeah, that's a I fine think now, line. A, and it's a video now that I could – one of those like, I wish I could go back and kind of write differently. You kind of regret um, it. Well, not not exactly regret it. Uh, I, yeah, I know. Mm, yeah. <laughs> but it's uh, – you know, I think that's one that I could have done more tactfully in certain respects, similar to my video about hijacking and, and cheering the – heels and booing the faces you know but like that's one of my videos i did a long time ago um i could probably return to the subject of benoit at some point i just need to find the right angle for it yeah uh, you gotta find i want right i want to do you know i want to try to do a continuing series of my worst champion i did an episode last year where i compared chris jericho's first undisputed title reign to Rey mysterio's first world title reign and figure out like you know who had based on these these parameters whose title reign was worse i wanted to keep doing that with different champions and i i think maybe comparing you know chris benoit to daniel bryan 
would be good because the way they won the belt yeah. was exactly similar. Yeah, <laughs> you know? you're, you're pretty much correct on that. So the fans and then, drove that. Uh huh. And so that that's a topic I'd like to return to. I think Chris Benoit is definitely not off limits on my channel just because of what happened. It's just you gotta find the right angle to make it work. That makes sense. Yeah, but it it's a very fine line because. Well, I mean, well, we don't. That's that's another show altogether. Well, you know, I oh, I know. Um, all right. So I got uh, some bullet points of things that I I literally wrote, I wrote uh, thoughts on, and I listed all these bullet points. And we we might get to them all. I know that I I told you I'd keep you for an hour, so we've probably got like fifteen minutes left or so. Um, first one on the thing, uh, gorgeous ladies of wrestling on Netflix. Uh, what are your thoughts? You had a you you had a great video on that, I believe, right? I I've talked about like everything, almost everything of ladies wrestling, yeah. but Glow. It's funny. Really? I, just, I swear I watched one on you with Glow. Well, I did. I talked about Women of Wrestling. Oh, which okay. Was another which was another David McLean project that happened in two thousand. Um, I did that, and I also talked about Wrestlelicious, which Wrestlelicious. happened in two thousand. That's what it was. It was Wrestlelicious. That's what it oh, was. Terrible. Um, <laughs> I actually met Jimmy Hart in Orlando this year, and I meant to ask him about WrestleLicious, but I totally forgot. <laughs> and then, um, in I, it, you know, and it's interesting with, with, with Glow on Netflix. I'm really excited about it, yeah. but it's funny because like I watched the trailer for the show, yeah, and then I watched the documentary, which is also on Netflix, which they interview former people who worked for Glow, and then I watched the doc, the, the the trailer for the show again, and I'm like. None of this is going to be based on like real life, is it? Because it's just so – just watching the – if you watch the documentary, if you haven't yet, it's a really good documentary. And I think it really is it does a good now? job. It's, it's on there now? It's on, it's on Netflix, The Story of Glow, Gorgeous Ladies of Wrestling. I'm going to have to go watch that. And like, Ivory's in it and um, a bunch of people who were like yeah. involved with the company. Um, it was really good and you know David McLean, like I, I, I don't know if he's a recluse or what, but like he has no – he had no part in the documentary – Seems like he's having no part in the show because I'm watching it and like Mark Maron's character, I have no idea who he's supposed to be, yeah. kind of like the real life equivalent of. Um, I don't see any kind of Mondo Guerrero equivalent in the trailer. Maybe they'll flesh that out once the show actually begins. Um, it's because Mondo trained the girls, right. uh, so I don't know what's going to happen with the show and like how close is it going to be to reality? Is it just kind of glow in name only? Um, right. That pull And like, I, I, I have to do more research on the original glow. Just to, Cause I want to talk about glow. I just don't know how to yet. There might be some, there might be some mention of glow. I do have an episode coming out. That's going to coincide with the release of the glow show. Uh, I'm not going to give away too many details as to what it is but there will be some glow mention obviously just to coincide with it and if you want to get that video early you can uh subscribe to his patreon and get it two right days for, early. Five, for five dollars a month you get it two days early for 24 hours for 24 hours, and, uh, hours. You do what you want with it right um is kayfabe dead yes well no it, it really depends <laughs> on what your definition of kayfabe is like the whole idea of protecting the business and trying to convince everyone it's real, I think that's kind of gone by the wayside. I think you can do that with kids, like, but you have to be very careful about it. I think, honestly, I think really no, kids older than kids younger than eight should eight. be watching wrestling. Even though that's like, you know, my my girls watching wrestling with me when I watch it, so that's, that's yeah, kind of that, that. The fly is on, you know, that that that's not the toothpaste ain't going back in the tube. 
But I think the eight's a good age to like when they can figure out what's real and what's pretend, and you can explain to kids, you know, violence isn't the answer and what they're doing. They're not really trying to hurt each other. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's hard to try and like today to to try and lie to people and say Especially that oh we're we're real athletes and we're you know they are real athletes, but we're trying to like we are really trying to win out there. That's gone, but I think kayfabe today is just trying to work to suspend fan disbelief as the match is happening, and it's really like get people lost in the match, you know. Um, and there's different ways to go about it. I don't really, you know the details of which I don't. Uh, without rambling, I'm not going to get into here. But that I think is what kayfabe really is. It's funny. Uh, I talked to a, one of my wrestling friends, um, my wrestler friends, I should say, kind of laughs at the fact or gets mad at it, the fact that like. All these wrestlers are like, oh, K-Fabe's stupid, you know, why should we hold K-Fabe? And yet they praise Matt Hardy for what he did yeah. this past year in TNA. Like, oh, I love how he keeps K-Fabe. I'm like, well, you don't want to keep K-Fabe. Why are you so excited when, you know, when Matt does it? Why is it so important now? Uh, it's just, it's it's such a weird line to, tr- uh, to tread. It's a weird tightrope because, you know, the whole existence, the whole existence and sustained success of wrestling is predicated on the belief that mm-hmm. you know you, they're doing this thing to each other. Um, but if you just kind of if you kind of sit back and you just kind of look at it as theater, then it's a different story, and you can appreciate it that way. So you know, wrestling is all things to all people, and like I said, it speaks a universal language. Yep, so I said it's that earlier. Yep. it's tough. I think you know, kayfabe as we as what what our fathers and grandfathers knew it as is dead, but, uh, you know, there's still a bit of a glimmer of kayfabe in, in, in the smile of every child. I mean, do, do you want to see a picture of Roman Reigns and Braun Strowman overseas? No, no. That, that pissed me off no. when I saw it. Like, yeah. I mean, kayfabe I might not be dead, but we don't need to see that picture. Right. Yeah, we know you're not really trying to kill each other, but at least go on separate touring groups. That's all I'm Please, asking. Like, can you take a picture from the other side of the Coliseum <laughs> with another group? That yeah. that 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 did piss me off. Like, there's kayfabe, but there there's like there's trying there's there's like not lying to people that you're trying to kill each other out there, and then there's just like spitting in the face of what these writers and what the, the wrestlers are trying to do. To me, it's akin to when. You had that big, ugly storyline between, like, Dolph Ziggler and Rusev oh, and Lana and yep. Ray, and then they had to kill it because yep. Lana and Rusev got engaged, and they Ooh. posted it on Instagram. Yeah. Like, way to totally shit on everything that they've been working on. Even though it was a contrived storyline, and we all knew Lana and Rusev were together, like, you just totally crapped just on it. spoiled it. You spoiled our show. Yeah. Same thing happened with Reigns and Strowman. Exact same yeah. thing. Yeah. I think a couple of the... the wrestlers that pop into my head that do keep a kayfabe on social media is, is somebody like a Jericho, somebody like uh, a Samoa Joe. And Samoa Joe hurt Seth Rollins. That was a legitimate injury. Um, a legitimate well, some people would have you believe that it was not. <laughs> well, I'm pretty sure it was, but I guess that's just me. Um, but he, you didn't see him tweet out like, oh, man, I'm sorry I put that rear naked joke too hard and – and people got mad. And for some people, it emphasized – it, like, reinforced their belief that it was a work. But who really knows for sure? You, you don't know. But – If it was a work, then it was a damn good work. It, so was a damn, it was a damn good one. But Jericho does a great job as well. Um, all right. Okay. Impact Wrestling President Ed Ed uh, Nord, Nordhelm. Nordhelm. Thank you very much. Love you. Ed Nordhelm. He uh, – 
released, I guess is the word you're going to use, Pro Wrestling, Info, uh, Pro Wrestling Insider. The inner workings of the broken gimmick, broken brilliance between yes. Impact. Uh, thoughts on that? Well, I'm no lawyer, but um, <laughs> and I'm not sure where they are in the legal Neither proceedings. Neither am I as well. But I'm pretty sure that what they're doing is going to impact – is going to is going to affect the you know the what do you call it the integrity of the case and the integrity yeah. of of the suit. I th- I'm pretty sure you can't do what he did. Um, I I was in mock trials in sophomore year of high school, so I have some kind of damn knowledge it. of of legal wrangling. Damn it, um, it it's weird, and I'm not sure what it's supposed to prove because I read it. And I'm like. Okay, I don't know how this really absolves impact of any blame. Or I don't get it, it either. Does it or it doesn't prove that you know Matt's fighting for the gimmick, the rights to the gimmick? Um, I don't know what it was supposed to really show. So it was confusing, and I'm not sure what it accomplished, and I'm not sure if it's legal. I, um, I if I but was it wouldn't a... be the first, but it would not be the first time that some person in charge of impact yeah, that's has shot themselves say. in the foot. That's what I was gonna say. <laughs> I was going to say that it, uh, it poor impact, you know, they, they have someone running the company again and just basically, like you said, shoots himself in the foot again. Yeah. Um, speaking of, of impact, since we're on there, I'll go to the next bullet, uh, bullet point, Billy Corgan buying NWA thoughts on that. You know, when it first happened, I was really excited because I'm like, okay, like it's kind of a dead brand NWA, but if you got someone with a fresh outlook on what wrestling, wrestling. should be, then maybe it could be cool, but then like you think about, well, the NWA is not really a promotion. It's like it's a it's uh it's a franchise essentially. It's uh it's just a name. So right. the N- the NWA is divvied up. It's like this represented by a bunch of different you know uh, charters essentially. Um, and some of them are good, and some of them are not. Uh, some just have to pay the annual fee, and you're a member of the NWA, and that has all the prestige and industry oh, uh, history. Yeah, I should be an NWA right. member. I, I wouldn't run any shows. But <laughs> Just be an hell. NWA member. Um, so I don't know. It's like, what's he going to do with it? I don't know. Is he going to try and like have a home base and just run shows from there and try and like revive the NWA brand? What's it going to hold for the the franchises out there? Who really knows? It's just it's exciting that someone who clearly has a passion for it and apparently has the money to, to throw around. Well, he's, yeah, um, he's got the money. He's he's determined to throw money away uh, by getting into <laughs> wrestling. He, mm, he he can't wait to blow that money. It's it's just uh, you have to you have to admire his dedication. The, um, that double album from uh, Smashing Pumpkins is paying off dividends. I guess. <laughs> I so. guess. So, right. I, I um. I don't know what's going to happen, but I mean, it's it 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 has given NWA the most buzz it's had since it was part of TNA. So um, hopefully, some good things will come from it. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, it, I guess it all depends if you can get your like in today's day and age with social media, and you got the fight app, and you got all the internet pay per views. I guess being on being on a network or a cable somewhere is not as important as it used to be. I mean, it is, but it isn't. I don't know. Well, I think we'll I, I think WCPW has proven that yeah. you can yep. you know have a great audience and be exclusively online. Now with YouTube, that the change in their shit, that, that who really knows? Um, well, but they're on the fight app, right? I believe. Yes, they're on the fight app. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They had a paper. They had a, a pay per view today. Actually, Hendry Mania. That's right. Oh my lord, he makes things better, Joe Hendry. 
Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I mean, uh, I think, yeah. I th- and the thing is, TV is so just, like, set in their ways, and TV is still the dominant medium for, like, getting advertisers' yeah. message across and getting eyeballs on a product. But it's not going to be that way for long. In 10, 15, 20 years, it's going to be pretty much all internet. And basically, it's the same thing what happened when, like, when there was the radio, and then there was the movies, and then there was television, and then there was the internet. Like, the people who are in charge of the old establishment can either roll with it, or they can be set in their ways, and they can fall by the wayside. And they can can adapt, or they can perish. That's pretty much it. And TV, television is at that point now. Um, I don't have cable. Yeah, I cut the cord years ago. Yeah, me too. P- PS View, what, what? Um, of course, <laughs> I, I have to have PS View in order to watch my Raw and SmackDown. So uh, it's, a, it's a work expense. It's a business expense. Can you, uh, can you, can you write that off? Oh, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I write off my, my, my PlayStation View subscription, among other things. Could you write <laughs> off your cable? Could you get cable subscription and write it off? I mean, if you're using it for your job, which I do, yeah. 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 So, But you're just... Uh... Interesting. Look at that. Look at business here. Yeah. Uh, Teaching life lessons here. <laughs> life lessons from wrestling with regret. Um, <laughs> all right. Let's uh, – all right. Um, I was going to I was gonna talk about South Paul Regional Wrestling, but I don't know. Do you want to see more from that? I'd love to see more South Paul, actually. Uh, I think it was um, – I was very entertaining and – oh, good. She has pants on now. That's Hi. good. Hi, sweetie. Hi, sweet Jane. Hey, can you go, please? I'm about to wrap this up. I'm about to wrap this I'll up. I'll wrap okay? it up. Tell her I'll wrap it up. We'll wrap it up. No, I don't have a lock on this door. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that makes me feel so bad. That makes me feel bad. I'm keeping it from your daughter. This is life. Uh, <laughs> no, South Paul Regional Wrestling was great. Uh, I want to see more of it. I don't know how far they can go with it. Again, the dog is trapped in here now. And... Uh, <laughs> It's it was a lot of fun, and I think it was great to see the wrestlers, many of which have like these serious gimmicks, like you know, play more fun roles. And um, yeah, I'd love to see more of that. It'd be awesome. Um, you know, maybe not every week because they don't want to really kind of kill the magic, but like do it, do it once a quarter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They should just in network exclusive is what I would do with it. But right. Um. All right, buddy. I'm gonna I'm gonna let you go. Before I let you go. Um, to get with your family, uh, I'm I'm gonna be selfish one more time. Would you like to cut a station ID? Uh, you know Brian Zane from Wrestling Regret, and this is putting you over. Right now? Yeah, why not? Okay. Uh, I wish I had some props. Uh, nice. Okay. Yes. All right. Uh, are we rolling? Yeah. Here, oh, and I'll, take my, I'll, I'll, I'll take my heads off for this. You can you can cut around it as you see fit. Okay. All right. <laughs> My dog's going to cut a promo, too. It's okay. All right, here we go. Hey, everybody. Brian Zane from Wrestling With Regret, and you're watching Putting You Over. Let me do one again. I think I have a better one. Perfect. Hey, everybody. This is Brian Zane from Wrestling With Regret, and the standing streamer, he's put me over, so now I'm putting him over with Putting You Over. <laughs> Good. That's uh, that's perfect. I hope my laugh didn't cut it off. It's great. I, I greatly appreciate it. Guys, um, I, I thank you, Brian, uh, for sitting here on this. Get back with your family. Um, I'll, I'll cut you off, guys. Wrestling with uh, – do you have any – go ahead. Plug your stuff. Go to Twitter, at Z-Man Brian Zane, the YouTube channel, Wrestling with Regret, Facebook.com uh, slash Wrestling with Regret, Patreon.com slash Wrestling with Regret. 
uh, denominations from one to forty dollars, and you get a lot of perks no matter what you spend. And uh, again, thank you everyone for their support, and uh, hope to see more more good old times happening with the channel in the future. All right, thanks a lot. I'm gonna cut you loose and uh, have yourself a great night. And tell your family thank you. You bet. Later, man. See ya. Rubber jobber's face into the mat I would do anything for heat I'd tell a little girl she's fat And I'll never refrain from making fun Of the local sports team So mean And I would do Some days you have to cheat Some days are easy Cause you're working a guy Who was a name And some nights you're going over And some nights you're getting beat Some nights it's a no contest And those are the ones that are kinda lame You might call it cheap heat But hey, it's still heat Yes, it's true I know you'll get riled up, so I'll keep coming back to you. As long as the sun is still rising, as long as the fans are still buying, they'll keep coming back for more abuse. You better believe it, that I would do anything for heat. Curtain jerking or the main event. <laughs> I would do <laughs> more heat Call a wrestler and his fans low rent But I'll never forgive myself If I don't make kids cry Tonight And I would do anything for heat But I won't do that No, I won't do that I would do I want to bring you to your feet, but I just won't do that. I would do anything for it. I want to get you off the seat, but I just won't do. And some days I might get racist, and some days I'm not PC. Some days I just do what the Booker Man is asking. Some nights I use the R word And some nights I make them bleed 
Some nights I get so mad when all the smarks say they love me. Lord knows I'm trying, I'm just doing what I'm trained to be. But since K-Fabe is dead, all the fans, they think they're friends with me. As long as the bookings come off in, you know that my stance will not soften. I'll keep coming back to make you boo. You better believe it, and I would do anything for it. I'll have this make fun of your wife. I would do anything for it. Short of pulling out a gun or a knife. But I'll never understand why it feels so right to be so wrong. So wrong. And I would do anything for heat. Oh, I would do anything for heat. I would do anything for heat. But I won't do that. No, I won't. I'm not really playing.